Okay, shall I give you the Miss World answer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us the ideal version and then tell us the reality. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, sitting on my pedestal here. <laughs> Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Joe Dodds and I started this show back in 2016 to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean how they focus on productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience to enable them to do more of the stuff that they want to do and less of the stuff that they don't. After 241 shows I've taken a pause from doing new interviews to reshare previous interviews. They were too good to not revisit. So please do bear in mind that this podcast might refer to events from the past as current or in the future, but rest assured that the stories, tips and advice shared by my guests continues to be pure gold. Hello, my name is Ellie Dodds and I am co-presenter. This podcast is all about Amanda Alexander. Joe's known Amanda for years, having originally met at an event about packaging and marketing a coaching business. They've kept in touch over the years and even been camping together. Amanda brought her family to stay over on the way to France. We're five minutes from the Eurotunnel, when Joe actually wasn't here. And the last time they met, they were going in different directions at Euston Station, virtually bumped into each other and spent a lovely few minutes catching up in the corridor. Since 2013, Amanda Alexander has been bringing out the very best in talented women, even when they can't see it for themselves. A multi-award winning professional certified coach, the British press has cited her as one of the UK's top life coaches. Amanda specialises in helping her clients to get out of their own way and achieve extraordinary successes in career, business and life. Her personal clients tend to be smart women who don't want to settle for, for blah, but who often unwittingly hold themselves back. Her corporate clients are dynamic companies who recognise the business's advantage of retaining talented women and developing more female leaders with their organisation. Amanda gets a bee in her bonnet when she sees talented women holding themselves back because of self-doubt. So she created an imposter syndrome quick kit to help them get over it. You can download a compliment copy of Amanda's imposter syndrome quick kit from her website amandaalexander.com and take the test to see if you're suffering. Back to the studio. Today I'm interviewing Amanda Alexander of amandaalexander.com. Hi Amanda, great to have you with me. Hi Joe. So tell us a bit about you, what you do, where you do it, sort of paint a picture for what your day looks like for us. Oh my gosh, that's one of those questions. And tell me about you. Who are you? What do you do? Where do you start? Well, I was born at a very, very early age. <laughs> and the rest of this age is history. Um, so, 
Uh, who am I? Uh, well, uh, primarily my profession is as a coach and I have had that profession for 13 years. Before that I was a project manager in the IT industry but I got better and I escaped. Uh, so, <laughs> And that all came about from when I got pregnant with my first son Max who is now 13 years old. And uh, really, my company didn't quite know what to do with me when, when I, I got pregnant. Anyway, I won't go into that story, but I came across an article about life coaching. I think it was, I think it was a Sunday Times magazine or something like that. And I'd never heard of this, this newfangled concept of life coaching. And uh, I read about it and decided that I was having a midlife crisis. I wouldn't call it a midlife crisis now because I think I'm only just coming up to midlife now. Um, <laughs> and I think that will carry on. Anyway, I read about this 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 thing called life coaching and it, I decided to uh, try it out. I thought, yeah, I'll have some of that. I'm going through this crossroads. I don't know how, which way to turn and I'm not quite sure if you know, I'm in the right job, etc., etc., etc. So um, I hired a life coach and what happened was she really helped me to see what was possible. She really helped me to, I guess, access my courage and that's, that's what I'm big on is helping people to access their courage. It's, it's a big, big thing for me, courage. And she helped me to see that I didn't actually have to carry on doing what I was doing. And I, I, had, I had a belief that I needed to continue in my job as a project manager, uh, earning my salary, my my pension that came with the job, my company car, you know, my sickness benefit, etc., etc., etc. So my husband had been made redundant. We were at a real crossroads in our life. I was pregnant. We just moved house, uh, bigger mortgage, etc., etc., etc. Anyway, what the coaching did was help me to look at what I really wanted to do. And it sounds very misworld, but what I really wanted to do was to help other people. You can just imagine, what do you really want to do? I want to help other to say, people, yes. I'm supposed to say travel, um, look after animals and help other people. I'm not quite sure you got the misworld thing right there. <laughs> yeah, travel and look after animals. And of course, major world domination has always been on my to-do list. Yeah. So there was the, there was that with the, with the helping other people. Anyway, so I set up. I, I retrained as a coach, and I retrained as a coach. And uh, first of all, I spent the first six months wondering where the heck all the clients were, and waiting for the phone to ring, and nothing happened. And then I started to meet some successful coaches, started to you know network with the right people, all of that good stuff, and realized where I was going wrong. And one of the things that I realized was that I didn't have a niche, and so my Niche was born, pardon the pun, because my niche was coaching mums. And coaching mums, up until last year, has been what I've been known for as the working mums coach. So I started coaching mums way back in whenever it was, gosh, 2000, uh, gosh, 2002, 2003, I can't even remember. And so I built up my business as known as the working mums coach. However, at the end of last year, uh, I decided that whilst um, I, you know, I, I understand the issues we have as working mums. I've got two two boys myself, and all the things that we're doing. That really, I'd kind of moved on from um, from my, the working mums label, and the women that because I'd say probably eighty to ninety percent of my clients are women. Not all of them, but eighty to ninety percent of them are women. 
the women that I love helping are women who really want to step up. They really want to live their life full out. Now, whether that's with their career or their business or something that they want to do, they just know that life is there to live purposefully, I guess, rather than accidentally. But the thing is, and I know this is a sweeping generalization, but I know from years and years of working with many women, is that you, you, you give me any woman to work with, and underneath, there's always this self-doubt, there's always this thing going on. There's, um, have you heard of imposter syndrome, Jo? Absolutely. <laughs> Tell us more. So, imposter, <laughs> yeah, imposter syndrome is, it is basically where somebody, and it is usually a woman, and I know that men suffer from this as well, but it's usually a woman, thinks that she's going to be found out that everything she's achieved can be attributed to luck or being in the right place at the right time or that she's somehow hoodwinked everybody. And I've spoken to so many women uh, who, who, who suffer from this whole imposter syndrome. No matter what they're doing, no matter how senior or what they've achieved in their lives, there's this kind of bit that's going, oh my gosh, they're going to find me out. Uh, and, and that can be responsible for, for holding you back. And so interestingly, Amanda, I, um, I've read um, quite often uh, that that is actually how a lot of people feel at the end of their career, male as well as female. So, you know, really senior people in, you know, IBM, Microsoft, whatever, you know, really big companies, they've been, you know, chief execs, senior directors, and they feel it too. So it isn't just women and it isn't just people, you know, at, at whatever level um, people might imagine in, in organizations or their own businesses. It's even, you know, the really big guns that you see on the telly and all that sort of thing all have that same thing as well, which is really interesting. Yeah, and I, you, you're bang on because when it, it really hit home to me where I was speaking to a friend who is, is a very senior director and comes over as completely confident, unflappable, you know, very, very high level of confidence. And she admitted to me that, you know, every day she thinks, oh my gosh, you know, they're going yeah. to find me out. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting. Um, so I, you know, my, my thing as a, as a coach um, is, is helping people, particularly women, because, you know, that, that, that's who I, I work with to believe in themselves, to, to have much stronger self-belief, confidence, and also, I'll say the C word again, courage, a lot of courage, mm. um, so that they stop holding themselves back. Because, you know, to, I, and I know it's, it's a bit corny and it goes with my Miss World image, darling, <laughs> uh, we only have one life to live. Uh, and, you know, we're, I'm about living full out, joie de vivre is, is what it's all about for me. Mm. So, yeah, that's, that's what I do, and I could go on forever, because if you <laughs> give a coach a chance to speak, because usually I'm, I'm being quiet and listening to people, it's like, oh, oh I want to speak to everybody, so I'm going to shut up now, you better ask the next question. So, have I told you about me? <laughs> yes. So what, what does that uh, mean as far as sort of day-to-day, -day, uh, how you do it and, and where you are you do you work from home do you see people face to face how, how does that um, manifest on, on a daily basis uh, well it manifests on a daily basis from I work from home so I'm based from home and I have clients all over the world um, at the moment the furthest away I have a client is in Dubai um, oh I've also got clients in Australia within my club because I have a, a professional club called success club for, 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 for women 
Um, so I know I've got I've got someone in Kuwait nightclub and someone in Dubai. So um, from, for, for those clients, for the clients that I'm working one on one with, we work over the phone, over Skype, over uh, I use GoToMeeting as well, uh, the webinar facility, which probably people listening will have heard of. I also work face to face. I I work um, with corporate clients. I do a lot of facilitation and training. I've got. Uh, I've got uh, a speciality kind of area in work-life balance um, and, in, uh, and integrating flexible working policies. So I do a lot of work with an organization, a charity called Working Families, um, and that tends to be face-to-face. -face, so I go down to, to London to, to do that work. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm also part of my, my business as I work. I'm a regional director for an organization called Forward Ladies, and Forward Ladies is about unleashing potential in professional women so as part of that I, I do face-to-face -face work with organizations who are in line with the whole female talent agenda hmm. so it's a mixture uh, oh. it's a mixture I also have an online club which is which I run webinars um, group coaching calls and I have an online an online kind of life coaching course um, with that so yeah a little bit of everything lots of variety yeah, okay. So in common with a lot of people I speak to, probably sort of different starts to your day uh, on a regular basis. But when you're at home and, and you're on a sort of normal day, if you like, if, if there is one of those, what, what, what do you do? Do you have a particular morning routine or do you just take it as it comes or how does it, how does it run? Okay, shall I give you the Miss World answer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us the ideal version and then tell us the reality. <laughs> so, so, sitting on my pedestal here. <laughs> so, when it goes right, my, 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 when it goes right, which it does, you know, 70 to 80% of the time, my morning routine is I wake up and the very first thing I do is I meditate. And I've been doing that now for about a year and a half. I've been paying lip service to meditation for about 10 years before that, but only about a year and a half of actually doing it properly and regularly. Um, and I know one of the things that, that is useful um, for you to, to share with your listeners is, you know, what apps do we use? And one uh, app that I use uh, is something called Headspace. You might have heard of Get Some Headspace. It was started by a guy called, I think it's Andy Pudicombe, I think, Andy something or other. Anyway, this guy, he's, I think he's in his 30s, but he spent um, several years uh, as, a, as a monk in Tibet. And then he came back uh, and he wanted to bring um, mindfulness into the UK. And I believe he's been very successful in introducing it to, into, into the city, you know, into organizations. And he started Get Some Headspace. And I, I discovered him a couple of years ago, three years ago. Uh, and so one of the things that I use is this Headspace app. And what I like about that, I'm not on commission or anything, unfortunately. <laughs> but what I like about it is that um, I subscribe to it on a sort of, you, you can buy a yearly plan or an annual, or a, you know, a two-year plan or whatever. And you get a different uh, meditation each day, a different mindfulness exercise each day. And they have packs. So... Um, There'll be like an anxiety pack, a stress pack. They've even got one for pregnant women now. Uh, there's a self-belief pack. There's there's a you know a, a time management pack. So it's all about being all of these things that you're really learning a mindful approach to life. 
So I'm someone, if you talk about the traditional you know, uh, personality type A or B, I'm, de I'm definitely an A. <laughs> so this kind of helps me. This is my journey towards being more of a B personality. Uh, so I do 15 minutes. Uh, it's usually about 18 minutes um, in the end that I spend on my meditation. And I, I do this from bed. Uh, so I do it from bed and I uh, do my meditation. Uh, and then I do, this is a bit strange admitting this, uh, I do. I'm glad I asked. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what you could be saying next, but I'm glad I asked. <laughs> I do the bridge. Um, I do the, you know, the yoga bridge where you, mm -hmm. you bend backwards um, uh, into uh, with your hands and your feet on the floor, because I'm determined that as as I grow older, into you know my next phase of life, will obviously be middle age, not there yet. But when I do the bridge, um, it it gives me. I just feel that that whole being flexible as you get older is really important. And then I stretch forward. Now, the ideal thing, if I, if I wasn't being genuine here and I was pretending I was perfect, would be I would then tell you that I get up and that, that I do um, an exercise called the five Tibetans every single day. Unfortunately, I haven't quite got that routine of my five Tibetans down as a daily, but my intention is to do that. So I'll tell you about the five Tibetans because that's another useful thing to Please know. Please do, yeah. I learned about the five Tibetans um, ooh, several months ago on a blog called further.net. That's further, F-U-R-T-H-E-R. And further is, uh, it's, a, it's a blog that's been started up by Brian Clark. Brian Clark, who is the head of Copyblogger, which yes. I think is probably the, the biggest sort of blogging um, website. So Brian Clark has started up further. And it, it's, it, it's basically a kind of blog where he he shares stuff that he has learned, you know, quite a lifestyle blog. I, I really, really like it. Anyway, Brian did a blog about this thing called the Five Tibetans. And apparently it's the key to lifelong um, uh, youthfulness and health, etc., etc. And gosh, you know, these Tibetan people, they're so wise, aren't they? So I thought, well, I'll have some of that. I, I quite like some of this lifelong youth. And what I really liked about it is... Um, it like takes less than 10 minutes and I can actually do it in seven minutes. <laughs> so the five Tibetans is five exercises and they're kind of yoga Tai Chi based exercises. Um, and they're, 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 they are really good. And when I, you know, when I make sure that I do them, it's again, it takes me from the mindfulness to doing something that stretches my body and just, you know, gets the body moving in the morning. I also believe it's really good for your metabolism to to do some you know exercises where you're moving first thing in the morning get kickstarts your metabolism apparently mm. so there you go um, my other thing about my morning routine um, the thing that I start each morning with I like balance in life so I like to detox in the morning but then I like to retox <laughs> with your cup of coffee don't tell me <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so I have a weird thing is I have two cups in the morning two mugs in the morning one has my hot water with my lemon in, and the other has my triple shot cappuccino. But I always drink a few mouthfuls of my hot water with my lemon um, with my cappuccino. Uh, but I actually do walk around, wander around with the two cups, and I, I drink from both. That's brilliant. <laughs> it's probably not necessarily to be advised, but I've done this for years. I love my coffee. No one will ever tell me that coffee's bad for you. I have a bean-to-cup machine, and I can tell you... It would if, if if there was a fire, the bean to cup machine would be out the door before the kids or the dog. It's that important. 
<laughs> Brilliant. Okay, so that's your morning, and that's your very best morning, and and I guess less less good mornings are a combination of some of those things, and not all. <laughs> I haven't, men- I haven't mentioned the kids, have I? <laughs> That's right. These are the days when they're maybe not there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, one thing I should explain for those people listening is I have a bit of a schizophrenic life. When uh, I'm, I'm uh, separated um, uh, on my way to divorce at some point, maybe, <laughs> and uh, when the boys are with me, my life is manically crazy um, because there's just one of me here. Uh, and I also have a dog, a Labradoodle called Ernie, who's four years old but you'd think he was about four weeks old he's got that much energy and my two boys have also got lots of energy and like all siblings they're great at fighting and shouting and screaming and and testing my mindfulness results (laughs) Um, so when the boys are with me you know there's this thing about getting them up and out in the morning and um, there's never enough time like all mums there's never enough time and there's always a rush to to get ready to Mm. school when the boys aren't with me, um, it's probably not much better to be. <laughs> um, but when the boys aren't with me, uh, you know, I don't have to make breakfasts and uh, you know, yeah. lunches and do all that. Pick your clothes up off the floor, please, for the umpteenth time. Are you ready yet? Etc. Etc. Yes. <laughs> so you, you've had had your morning. How do you then sort of transition into work? Do you use particular ways of um, planning your day, managing your time through the day? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Come on, give us the Miss World version again. Go on. <laughs> so the Miss World version is this is what you need to do, darlings. You need to think about the, the top three things that you want to achieve in your day and you need to eat the frog first, do the thing that you least want to do first. That's my theory in practice. It's very different. <laughs> <laughs> Just like me. <laughs> so, yeah, but that is – I do try to think, like, what are the three things – I love this question. What is the one thing that if I do it today is going to make the biggest difference to my business? So I do try to think about the things that are important. And for me, you know, it's like, okay, so what is the thing that's most likely to um, uh, to result in more revenue, in, mm. more, in, in more income? So that's an important one. As I say, theory is all very well. You know, in practice, I'm a bit of a... Hmm, my, my, my bloke, John, says to me that I like bright, shiny objects. And, no. You, you know, I like, <laughs> he, he looks at me, and I'll, I'll be halfway through a sentence, and I'll see something else, and he goes, ooh, shiny. <laughs> <laughs> I've got an attention span of a gnat. So, you know, the, the theory's all very well, and I'm, you know, I'm a work in progress. Obviously. Yes, yeah, um, as we all are. Yeah, and then there's other days where I have a client first thing, um, and when the when the dog's with me, I need to walk him or or, or go for a run with him or whatever. So it, it it depends, you know. If I've got a client first thing, it's a, it's a different start to the day. It's about mm. the client, and sometimes I have a client. I do I do a six thirty a.m. call, um, and when there's a six thirty a.m. call, I have to say I rarely do my meditation beforehand, <laughs> but coffee is still number one. Coffee yeah. is is the consistent thing in my life. I'm hot water for you. <laughs> so the net result of that question is your morning routine is coffee <laughs> with a bit of lemon water and maybe some other things <laughs> thrown yeah. in on good days. Excellent. So, <laughs> so talking about the bright, shiny objects, what about um, things that you use, tools and apps that you use? You've already talked about Headspace as something that, that you find really useful. Have you got other stuff that you've discovered on your uh, 
your uh, bright shiny objects uh, uh, searches <laughs> that might be useful to people? Um, yes, yes. Um, now, one thing that I like to use, um, and I'm hoping it will get better as the technology improves. I, I, I'm an Apple woman. Uh, I'm all things Apple, so you know I've got the full Apple suite. Not the watch yet. I'm not convinced about that. But so I have my iPhone, um, and like everybody, I'm. I'm Forever looking for the answer to the eternal question of how do we how do we get how do we kill our emails? Um, so one thing I like to do as a mum when I have sort of moments of time, you know, the, the kind of waiting time that you have with kids and you know in between time or mm. cooking the dinner, is I I like to use the dict dictation inbuilt app within my iPhone. I think that's really useful because I hate tapping away, and actually I can dictate answers to emails on my iPhone when the Wi-Fi is up and when it's working pretty well. So that's one thing I like to use. I also use the occasionally use the Dragon um, Naturally Speaking app, which is free, which you can get for your iPhone. I'm not sure if you can get that on Android as well. But I'm, I'm actually finding that it's easier to use the inbuilt app. So it's got, it's a little, if you haven't used it yet, it's a little microphone that you'll see on your keyboard if you are of the Apple persuasion. Mm. So that's one thing I like to use. That's a good kind I, of... I could jump in as well. I could jump in with Evernote. You can actually record audio directly into Evernote and it gets um, uh, translated. You can only do two or three paragraphs at a time, but I've used yeah. it and found it to be actually quite accurate. So that, that's another option for, for people, perhaps, if they're using Evernote, is to try the uh, dictation into Evernote as well. Oh, I have no idea because I do use Evernote um, and I'm, I'm a, I've got a bit of a love-hate relationship with it, um, perhaps because I'm not using it properly. But, for example, I used uh, I, I store all my – okay, well, Evernote is another one. All my recipes now um, I store on Evernote. Mm. So I will clip them using the Web Clipper, which is a little app, you can, a little widget you can, you can um, download onto your browser, Safari, Chrome, whatever. Yep. So I'll clip them onto Evernote, and I find that that's really good. However, even though I'm in the pro version of Evernote, I'm a bit frustrated with it because I was, I was actually um, doing my life-changing loaf of bread, which we'll talk about this morning, and I was trying to load up the recipe, and it's taking ages to load up, even though I've loaded it loads of different times, so mm. I'm not quite sure about that. Do you know the mm. answer to that, Joe? Uh, no. <laughs> um, Just being annoying. Yes. <laughs> so that's another thing. Um, in terms of, uh, oh, free agent. Absolutely love free agent, and I use free agent for my bookkeeping. Um, so what happens is it's it, it, and it's it, it's 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 so good. I have my business bank account and my PayPal account because I get people paying me through PayPal when I've got programs, and they are all connected to free agent. I log into my free agent account. I pull in my latest version of my bank account. It, it comes up with the transactions. I explain those transactions. My bookkeeper also, my, sorry, my accountant has access to it. Um, you can run reports on, you know, looking at what your your profit and losses, what you're spending on. Um, I invoice my clients from there. I can set up recurring invoices. It's not perfect, like anything, but actually, it actually makes bookkeeping um, hmm, not fun. But some occasionally, on my anorak moments, I actually can get quite into doing my bookkeeping on free agents. So, I really recommend that. I love it. The other thing that I, I've started using recently is for social media scheduling is Buffer, um, yeah. and I'm paying 
oh, I don't know, a few dollars, ten dollars a month or something like that for Buffer. I like it better than Hootsuite. Um, I, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm talking jargon to people, but I'm assuming people are business owners. Hootsuite and Buffer are social media scheduling tools. So if you're in business and you know you want to have your profile in people's minds and oh yeah, she's good, she shares this good stuff, blah blah blah, it means that you can space out your social media sharing. The reason I like Buffer is because I can use it from my from my phone again um, and it's pretty easy. And I can also clip bits from so for example, if I've done a blog post, obviously my blog post is full of Miss World wisdom. So I like to clip bits of my wisdom to share with the world, to enrich the world from Buffer, um, and that's very easy to do, and I can share with different social media platforms at the same time. Hmm. So that's, a, that's uh, another one I like, um, and um, yeah, that, that, that'll do for now. Yeah, it? <laughs> that's amazing, <laughs> there's loads, brilliant, thank you. <laughs> okay, so um, switching uh, modes a little bit, what about um, health and relaxation? You already talked about meditation and some of your stretching exercises. <laughs> um, well, what, and, and you've talked about the bread, you mentioned the bread, which I introduced you to, so tell, tell us yeah. more about that and tell me how you keep healthy and, and, and you know make sure that you're relaxed, energised, exercised, all those other things. Okie dokie. So, in terms of health, if we take um, if we take thing if we take exercise, uh, stress, uh, and food, I'll I'll talk about exercise first. Um, I I absolutely love. Um, I'm one of these people. I love pushing myself. I love mud. Um, I love challenges. Um, I love I love um, mixing with like-minded nutters who also like mud and challenges. So I do something called British Military Fitness, um, which involves mud and beasting sessions. <laughs> so lots of really, really pushing yourself. I also do CrossFit. Um, so the, the way I do that is my, my, my bloke lives in Shropshire, and I go to his CrossFit gym in uh, Telford. It's called OR, O-R-E. It's fantastic. If you're in Telford and you're looking for something different, what an amazing community. So I love the way, for me, fitness and community and friends and living, they are one and the same thing. They absolutely you know, lift me. Being in a group of people, uh, testing myself, pushing myself, I love doing that. I like entering races. I've done one marathon in my, in my life. I've done lots of um, races. The first one I did, I did by myself actually before I'd come across BMF or CrossFit or anything. And it was called um, Tough Guy Nettle Warrior. <laughs> uh, and uh, Tough Guy Nettle Warrior involved electrocution, running through fire, climbing up things, jumping into pools, uh, running through nettles, all that kind of thing. I love all that stuff. Uh, I love it more than running a marathon. I've done a couple of triathlons as well. I don't really have time to train for triathlons. I also love open water swimming, um, especially if it's swimming somewhere where you shouldn't really be because I'm a bit of a rebel uh, and I like to break the rules. So I like that. I like a bit of open water swimming. Um, that I find that very kind of life-affirming. Mm. Some like this world. So I love doing that. Um, and I so, so I love being active uh, and I love running as well. Running is very much like meditation for me. And I run in the forest with Ernie, my dog. Um, I'm actually I'm a crap runner. My running style. People will look at me and said, "I've never seen a running style like that before." <laughs> uh, 
And you can tell I don't mean it as a compliment. <laughs> no, it's not a compliment. Uh, and I did actually do this this course called Chi Running um, last year. It was this workshop on Chi Running, um, but it doesn't seem to have helped much. Anyway, that that's a lifelong challenge is to get my running style. But anyway, I enjoy it even if I do look odd when I'm running. So that's what I do for exercise. I also I'm I'm, I'm quite bendy and I, I like I've always done yoga on and off um, over the years which is a kind of, uh, I guess it's the balance with all the frenetic activity. Um, but the frenetic activity I do find is very, um, uh, it's just I think being in the flow is, is one of, it is a, a form of mindfulness. Um, I'm up for any challenge, you know, whether it's co-steering, gorge walking, I used to rock climb, uh, all that kind of stuff, absolutely love all that stuff. Uh, I'm up for anything sort of adrenaline pumping. Uh, so that's, that's for me is a very, very important part of, of my life. Um, in terms of food and nutrition, um, in the past few years I've become increasingly aware and curious about what we put in our body. My, my bloke, John, introduced me to uh, paleo, paleo lifestyle. And the paleo lifestyle, for, for people who've never heard of it before, a lot of people liken it to... Um, what was that thing where you're supposed to eat loads of meat and fat and you have some Atkins. 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 Yeah, a lot of people liken it to Atkins. I think that's wrong because for me, for, for me and what I understand by paleo lifestyle, and you'll notice I say lifestyle, not, not nutrition, it's about looking at an optimal way of living. It's about trying to cut out the crap, trying to cut out processed foods. Um, yes, it is cutting out a lot of carbs. Um, I only do that a little bit because I find my body is, is okay on certain carbs, but I, I rarely eat pasta now. I rarely eat bread now. Um, so, you know, I've cut, I've cut a lot of that out. Um, it's about, to me, it's about looking about how we lived and getting back to basics. So it's not just about eating grass-fed meat without any hormones pumped into it, uh, you know, organic vegetables, and, uh, you know, and, and it's about also looking at what sleep do we need, what rest do we need, what exercise do we need, how do we exercise. Um, paleo lifestyle would look at um, us, our exercise being functional fitness, which is what British military fitness and CrossFit is about, functional fitness, meaning how would our bodies have needed to move back back in the day when we were hunting and gathering, you know, short bursts of energy, etc., etc. It's not necessarily about constant cardio. Mm. All absolutely fascinating. What what eating means for me now is that I no longer buy any of those crap cereals. Um, I did, however, and this is about not being perfect, give in the other day to Freddie when he begged me to buy him some horrible, nasty Rice Krispies. Um, but I haven't bought them for, for months. So I make my own paleo granola now. Um, and I, that will be made from um, nuts and coconut oil and I'll bake it and so on. In the morning, instead of eating cereal or toast, my typical breakfast would be uh, I might have three soft-boiled eggs and an avocado or half an avocado, or I might have some of my paleo granola with um, some full-fat yogurt. That's the best thing about paleo is full-fat, lots of butter and cream and stuff. And some, I might have made my own almond milk. God, I really sound really worthy now, don't you? You do, yeah. I was just thinking that very thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's all 
a myth, everybody. We know that she's not really doing all this stuff. She's yeah, it's, it's, goes wrong it's a lot. all a myth. <laughs> and just, just in case you're thinking I was too worthy, I did, I did go to a cafe the other day and had this evil chocolate fudge brownie. Um, <laughs> but I actually felt awful after it. Uh, I did. I really did wish I hadn't eaten it. So yeah, that's. It, it's about. It's about trying to eat. Um, Treat, uh, trying to go back to basics with eating. Mm -hmm. So I'll eat a salad for lunch now with plenty of protein and plenty of fat, rather than a sandwich, a packet of crisps, and half a half a tub of you know uh, of fresh soup, which is what what my lunch used to be. Yeah. Very rarely eat pasta now. Um, I'm more likely to eat um, something with with meat and vegetables. And if anyone's curious about this and they've never come across it before, don't knock it until you've investigated. It. And where I would say a great place to start learning is a place that both Joe and I, um, we're both kind of members of this community. It's called Fitter Foods London. It's run by uh, a couple called Matt Whitmore and Keris Marsden. They really know their stuff. Uh, they've got a fantastic book called The Paleo Primer. Um, and I don't believe in being extreme with anything. You know, I do believe in. in Apart from in your exercise. <laughs> Apart from my exercise, yeah. Just that in, you know. <laughs> but yes, other and than life, that. of course. <laughs> Extreme life. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a great place to start. There's a free Facebook group with some really knowledgeable people and there are lots more than I do. Uh, but just, just look at, you know, if you, you know, just look at the processed foods, look at the things like the cereal and the bread and just see what, what tweaks you yeah. can make. Yeah. You know, it's not worth getting het up about, but it's worth, I do think it's. Uh, I'm. I'm very worried about the the stuff that they're shoving down our our children's mm -hmm. uh, throats. And for me, as a mum, you know, it's it's a really big thing. Oh, smoothies. Um, I've got a new thing for me this year is I have got a blender. It's not a Vitamix, which you will have heard of. Mine, because I'm a cheapskate, I look for the alternative. Uh, so Optimum. Mine's called Optimum Nine Thousand or something. It's an it's an Australian brand. Um, actually got a heavier duty motor than Vitamix works just as well as a Vitamix but you'll save yourself a, a couple of a hundred or so quid on it yeah um, so um, I shove green smoothies down the boys throats they not don't necessarily like it but it's a way of me getting some of the good spinach and kale in, into them and uh, yeah um, that's again it's an ongoing project so, yeah. <laughs> so that's the food cool. um, and what about the bread you didn't tell us about the bread <laughs> oh, the life-changing love of bread, yeah. Jo introduced me to this bread. She posted this uh, message on Facebook about this life-changing love of bread. And uh, it, is, it, it's, it's, it is, it is, it is. It is fairly life-changing, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is stunning. Uh, slather it with butter, toast it. Even my son, Max, said it wasn't bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Praise indeed. Praise indeed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's made with, the secret ingredient that you can't miss out is something called psyllium husks. P Y S S. Oh God, I don't know. Can you spell psyllium? P S Y, I think. P S Y double L I U M or something like that. I'll put them in the show yeah. notes. <laughs> yeah, something like. Anyway, these psyllium husks, and Joe will know a lot more about this because she's far more, far brainier than I am. Is they they absorb ten times their own weight or something, and that helps to. So you 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 kind of make this and you leave. I I tend to leave it for a day before baking it. Uh, and it's full of seeds and nuts, and uh, it's got a few oats in there, um, uh, and it's it's absolutely gorgeous. And there's no flour in there, and uh, there's 
it's just mm. full of good stuff, isn't it, Jo? It is. It's I haven't made it for a while. I think I may go and set some off later today. You've inspired me. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to have a slice after this call. I can't wait. <laughs> so talking about inspiration, what about um, any recommendations for books, films, music, anything that uh, you think would inspire uh, our listeners? Okay. Um, books. Oh, Oh, yes. The book that I have just read is called Dying to Be Me by Anita Sharma. And the reason that that one jumped into my head, uh, it's one of the, as a coach, I'm actually not very good at reading any kind of self-development books. I, I get bored easily. I'm the opposite of Joe, who has to, is compelled to read a book till the end, no matter what. If it, I've got, as I say, attention span of a gnat. If it doesn't grab me within the first chapter, I've been it, or I put it on the shelf and feel guilty about not, not having pursued it, whichever. But this book, um, Dying to Be Me by Anita Sharma, is about, it, it's essentially about near death, experience absolutely compelling to me um, really, I, I've had I've had quite a lifelong fear of death um, which I, I did some work on a few years ago which I'm I have to say I'm much more more at peace with the idea of, of death now but this was a book that I uh, was recommended by someone and was was really transfixed about about a near death experience, which sounds really sort of a bit weird, but read it. But the message that came out of here out of this for me was this lady who'd got cancer and who was basically taken to hospital dying with stage three, stage four, whatever it was, cancer, and had no chance of surviving. Not only did she survive, she came out of that coma with no traces of cancer. Absolutely incredible. But the conclusions that she comes to with the experience, and if you read the book, you'll find out more, is that the thing that we need to do in our life, the one thing we need to do is to be ourselves. And for me, this is a key message because what I do as a coach, what I'm absolutely passionate about is people being themselves, being themselves and, and, and not having to fit in with any other, anyone else's idea, but uh, just just absolutely being yourself and loving yourself. And I know that's far easier said than done, but this book really hits home with that message. So I'm, I'm, I do recommend that book to everyone. The book I'm reading at the moment is called um, The Fear Cure by Dr. Lisa Somebody or other. I've forgotten her surname. She's a Hay House author, and I know her first name has got two S's in it, L-I-S. Oh, Lisa Rankin, that's it, Lisa Rankin. And... Uh, the Fear Cure is, I like this book because she comes from a medical perspective and she's talking about the link between you know, fear and cancer and don't worry, it's not about blaming people for cancer, it's far more, far more in-depth and, and, and very, very, well, um, very well presented, the, the scientific principles in this book. But it's a mixture of science and woo-woo and practical, this book woo-woo meaning things that we, some of us might have to question as being a bit... Uh, not very easy for us to understand, a uh, bit, bit out there, a bit knitted muesli, so to speak. But anyway, it's, it's a good mixture, this book. And for me, um, as I said, courage is a big thing for me, helping people to access their courage. So The Fear Cure is, is a really good book to, to read because I believe that we, we hold ourselves back through fear, mm. um, particularly fear of what others think, which also ties into why I'm so attracted to the book by Anita Sharma about being ourselves. And not having to, not having to mould ourselves into, you know, to, into the into 
into something just because we're worried about what other people will think. Um, again, you know, I don't say I've got this nailed myself, but I'm certainly on the journey. Excellent. Those sound really good. I'll uh, obviously put those in the show notes and I'll go off and check them out myself. <laughs> so um, we've talked a bit about um, things not quite always being as you would want them to be <laughs> in your routines and so on. What about on those days where things don't go right? What what do you do? How do you deal with it? Uh, sometimes not very well. Um, I, the thing is, uh, I'm one of those people who, to out, outward appearances, I'm confident. And obviously, I'm, you know, I don't, I, I will, my policy is, you know, with social media is to be positive and if I don't have anything good to say, I or unless it's a rant, because I like ranting, which things I'm passionate about, um, I, you know, I tend to sort of then sort of withdraw in on myself. Um, so being, and I think it's important to be real and authentic. So you know, I'll come come straight out with it. I I can you know I can get really upset and 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 worked up with things. As I said, you know, type A personality. And I can, I can, I can really wind myself up. Uh, yeah, again, working on it, but I can really wind myself up. What helps me when I do that um, is talking to John, my bloke, who is one of those people who just—he's so wise, and he just—he just cuts through my crap. <laughs> and he'll say, "Look, it is what it is. You know, what is the point in, you know, in, in." Eating the good stuff, doing the exercise. If you're going to get yourself this stressed, and you and I, you and I have talked a lot about about stress, mm. so that helps me. Um, getting outside um, and actually get you getting outside and exercising, or talking to people, talking to someone, talking to a friend, talking to my mum, talking to someone who loves me uh, and who I love, really, really helps. And I think that's an important thing. And of course, when you get yourself wound up or upset or down, it's probably the last thing you want to do. Um, you know, you just want to sort of sit there and, and navel gaze. <laughs> um, yeah. But I do think, you know, the whole mind-body link, I always say to my clients, you know, let's look at, you know, stretch yourself up, put a smile on your face, put your lippy on. My mum always says to me, put your lippy on. You know, it's about kind of drying your tears, putting your lipstick on, getting out there and... Um, Getting out of your own way, I think, is a big thing. Sometimes, as a coach, you you get those times when things are going wrong in your in your life, or you're you're up you're upset. You've got people who are ill in your life. We've all got stuff going on, and one of the things that coaching has taught me is to is to stop thinking about myself, um, stop being so damn self-centered, and and I and I say that with kindness and love to myself as well as to other people. And if I've got a coaching session or a coaching call with someone, that is a surefire way of me of me getting out of my own slump mm. because I have to focus on that person and I have to forget about myself. And once you focus on someone else, once you give your energy to serving someone else, then it makes you feel better and happier. And I think that's really, really key yeah. um, to, to think about other people. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. Thank you. So... So on a day then when you've ended that day knowing that you've had the chance to live more, and I talk about living more as being the times when you get to do what you want to do rather than necessarily what you need to do or you feel like you should do. So when you've had that chance to live more, what have you done? What's a, a good day for you, a perfect day for you? So say the question again. Where, 
what what was it about the need and should so it's stuff that you want to do rather than stuff yeah. that you need to do or feel like you should do so it's the stuff that you want to do rather than any of the other stuff that sort of gets in the way in our lives at times so what what's a day where you've done the the bit where you want to do everything that you've done oh you mean you mean a working day or a any day a, any day any day so one of those days if i said to you what you know what was a day where you, you really feel like you you got everything you know everything lined up so that you've got that chance to live more what would it have been it must involve mud would, surely <laughs> of course of course it involves mud yeah <laughs> so um my typical saturday morning one of I, I, you won't be surprised to hear uh if i'm here um I, i'm at living cheshire it, it it starts off with 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 some mud and some uh, fun and some beasting with the bmf gang and that's important to me because it's that wonderful, you know, physical exercise. It's being outdoors. I would live outdoors all the time if I could. That's, you know, that it's being with with really good people. I, you know, I love people, and I love people who are so in love with life and so willing to embrace life, even when it's challenging. That. You know, they they go for it and they push through the barriers. I don't like people who spend their lives talking about other people and being doom and gloom and nasty uh, about other people. And those people that I I share this love of exercise, of challenging myself, of outdoors with. That's the sort of people they're with. Mm. If I'm in Shropshire, then Saturday morning will be at CrossFit at the CrossFit gym again absolutely wonderful people you know you walk in there and and it's hugs and then it's oh my gosh we've got to do what and you know there's that shared connection mm -hmm. connecting with people is really important to me so so a, a really live more day would definitely involve um, doing some sort of physical you know challenging exercise um, with people that I, I love and connect with and admire it would then probably involve um, a wild swim somewhere. <laughs> um, obviously, it would involve very good coffee as well. Um, now, I, you know, my, my bladder after two large babies will not take coffee in the morning on Saturday mornings before a BMF session. That's not pretty. So I have to wait Too much information. <laughs> So it's a lunchtime coffee out, on that day, is it? <laughs> yeah, lunchtime coffee. So it would, involve, it would involve good coffee and, oh, God, you know what I'd like to eat on, on this wonderful Livermore day? Would be Eggs Benedict. Oh, yeah, um, I like that. Mm. With, with the bread. <laughs> <laughs> so I love Eggs Benedict. Um, so that's what I would love to eat. And I'd love to be sitting outside somewhere uh, in, in the sunshine. Um, I, I'd like to be... I'd like that day to perhaps then go on to to, to having uh, dinner later on with with good friends, with people I love, um, or it might be sitting around a fire pit in the evening, having a barbecue, or, you know, with a, with fire blazing. So I think that kind of points to to, to my values of um, of freedom yeah. of adventure of, of connecting with people um, oh and of course um, my live more day would involve um, champagne yeah 
<laughs> oh, good. Yes, that sounds much better than the mud. <laughs> In the evening, uh, champagne or good wine. Uh, you know, I love a. I'm very uh, well. I'm, I love Chardonnay. I know it's really untrendy, but a really good Chardonnay, or in fact, any good wine will do. And it doesn't matter whether it's white or red. In fact, it should be both. Lovely, but not mixed together. Not at the same time, no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So you, I, I've spent so much of this interview being sort of taken uh, to wherever it is we're discussing with your uh, evocative description. So I think um, it's been a, a really good, a really good interview. And uh, I'm now uh, desperate to make some of that bread and very annoyed that you're going off to eat it now, thinking I quite fancy some champagne. <laughs> so, so thank you so much, Amanda. Really enjoyed interviewing you. Um, and uh, how can people find out more about you and connect up with you? Uh, they can connect with me uh, on. Uh, you can go and look at my website. Uh, I've got a. I've got a. If the imposter syndrome thing sounds like you, I've actually got a really nice resource on my website, amandaalexander.com, called the Imposter Syndrome Quit Kit. And there's a test there to see if you're suffering from imposter syndrome. Of course you are. Uh, and there's some strategies for actually dealing with it. So you can go and check me out there and have a have a browse around there. You can find me on Facebook, um, and I can't remember what my Facebook page is, but if you want to friend me on Facebook, all reasonable requests are considered, unless you look like some dodgy person who isn't a real person, I'll, I'll check you out and, and friend you. So, uh, Joe, you can maybe put the link to my yes, Facebook, because I'm yeah. never quite sure of that. LinkedIn as well, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, again, I can never quite remember the link for that. Twitter, AA the coach. Uh, don't hang out on Twitter quite as often as, um, as I perhaps should do. Facebook is where I tend to, to kind of show up uh, as me. Brilliant. Well, you could pick up the phone and call me if you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Any which way. Brilliant. Thank you. Really, really enjoyed it and uh, uh, looking forward to putting it live. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for having me. Stop feeling stuck and overwhelmed. Join Power to Live More Calm membership today and make an investment in your future. The Power to Live More Calm membership is designed for coaches and consultants struggling with the pressures of running a home-based business. You get access to our supportive community, including weekly Zoom calls, accountability, learning materials teaching you online marketing, audience building, income generation, and all sorts of other things you need to run your home-based business with ease along with materials like templates, checklists and planners to keep you motivated, organised and productive. To learn more about the Power to Live More Calm membership programme and apply, visit powertolivemore.com slash get calm. Use your power to live more.